It had been going on like this for nearly an hour. Henry Trellis of the Andorra Navy had been clinking glasses and regaling his fellow officers with the tale of how he had finally chased down and captured Renlock, the legendary pirate of the equally legendary Brass Bird. For decades, this ship had been pillaging not just the Andorran coast, but all along the inner sea. It had always managed to escape capture until today. And Trellis was confident this addition into his already respectable resume would be the difference between captaincy and admiralty, and so he had mostly ignored his prisoner. Renlock sat, silently observing. He had said very little. What would he have to say? Certainly there was no pleading his case or claiming a mistaken identity. He accepted his fate. And yet, when Captain Trellis sauntered back over to the table where Renlock was manacled and leaned over and said, You know, Renlock, we're going to put you and your crew away for a very, very long time. What you've taken from my people and the people of the inner sea is piracy that can never fully be repaid. But your crimes, at least, will finally be answered for. And Renlock was accepting of his fate that he would be imprisoned, but when it came to his crew, he found himself motivated. You captured me fair and square, lad. And I, put me away as you will. I deserve nothing less, but me crew were just following orders. Now, if you're finally finished celebrating your victory, perhaps you'd be willing to listen to a proposition I have for you. I'm disinclined to listen to any words you have to say, pirate, but I suppose you're no danger to me. What is it that you have to say? Welcome back once again, Scrappers, to Jimmy Fame Presents Bonus Against the Machine, More Pod for Your Bod, sponsored by Charlie of the Lizard Folks Chicken Emporium. More cluck for your buck. I am once again your host, Jeff, and if you caught the first part of this adventure, you've learned that our grasp of Pathfinder 2nd Edition rules is an excellent example of what could only be categorized as a work very much in progress. Just for you, Scrappers, a little peek behind the curtain to acknowledge that we recorded the following immediately after we recorded last week's episode. That means that there are some things that we get wrong, and we get fewer things wrong when we conclude the Sundered Waves adventure. But for this one, we're just going to get out in front and admit that there are some things wrong. But be that as it may, we return to the crew of the Brass Bird, and when we last left this intrepid band of adventurers, they had gathered together at the behest of a clockwork parrot named Kahlo, the very same parrot who was once the ever-present companion of their former captain, Captain Renlock. The crew had not gathered together in five years, 
but learned from Kahlo that Renlock had passed away in prison and were given a fragment of a map and told to come meet here at the very site in which the brass bird was sunk all those years ago. So meet up they did. Banram Divis, Hieronymus Hiram Kegdrainer, Majuli and Tolu Hammerpaw met back together along with a few companions, Sphinx, and Shiroshen. And they solved a riddle on the tiller of the brass bird, unlocking a hidden cavern, boldly striding forth with both a rapier and a sword, no way to shield. Hiram led the way, and the crew found themselves soon in a harrying battle with some giant ants. Hiram slew one of a betrothed couple of ants, and the crew faces off the remaining two combatants in this harrowing encounter. And so we find ourselves with Tolu at the top of the round, and Sphinx, the ferocious bird companion, is in the arms of an ant Joel, and we return once more to combat. It is Tolu's turn. Uh, I'm going to start my turn with a question. Do these ants have weak points? I, I don't know what how Pathfinder 2 defines a weak point, but I seem there's spindly little legs. In, in 1E, knowledge is free, but in 2E, recall knowledge is an action. So you could use one of your three actions to see if you could determine anything like that about a giant ant. I have trained this particular move, Precision. Uh, you've trained to aim for your prey's weak points. Uh, so presumably that's already done, assuming this ant has them. Ah, you're talking about like a like a particular type of shot. Yes, yeah. Um, which, yes, so that is just a thing that I have, and it was supposed to be the first time. So my second question is, this is not the first time hitting it, or wouldn't be the first time hitting it, but I forgot to roll it last time. So if, if you would like to give me an extra D8 either for the last one they'd actually hit or say that this is the first time I hit it. Uh, but those are two separate questions for you, Jeff. Does this ant have weak spots? If so, can I get the extra D8? I mean, yeah, it has weak spots. And yes, uh, you can roll that extra D8. Uh, love that, love that. Uh, and that is my third one of the evening. So Ooh. I'm giving up on Pathfinder 2E uh, after this turn. So that's, yeah, one addition damage than last time. Uh, this time, seeing her, his bird friend in danger, uh, Tulu does not step forward because it seems like a, a decent area to shoot from, but we'll be aiming at the same bird as they have their hunted sh- called shot already or whatever you call it, well, hunted, hunted prey, prey thing. Um, so I, c- I can now use hunted shot as one action, um, which allows me to take two quick shots against the one you hunt. Uh, make two strikes, so let's do that. I'm just gonna roll two d20s, cause that's faster. Oh, oh god. Um, those aren't good. Okay, so that is going to be a 21 and a, what is this, a six, so, and a 19 to hit this little top ant here that's attacking my bird. Oh, that top ant is taking two arrows to its bug face. They both hit. Great, excellent, excellent. Um, all right, and those are both a D8. So that is five points of damage to the first from the first arrow, and oh, eight points of damage from that second arrow. Um, 
So those are, let's see, I I did my attack attack action. I'm going to command my bird um, to attempt to free itself. Uh, You said acrobatics, or I'm sorry, athletics. Uh, Athletics, but so you... You only used one action this turn so far, right? Your hunted shot, so you would still get... Correct, yes, I'm assuming. One more before you command. Oh, wait, you can uh, just keep things. attacking? How fun. I mean, you can. Now Now that you're not hunted shotting, you'll have that You'll have that penalty. We'll take a third, third shot. Nope, that's not great. Uh, that is going to be... 14? Does a 14 hit this ant? It does not. 14 does not hit the ant? Okay. Then I'm going to shout to uh, my uh, my bird, fly away! It's dangerous! Um, and see if that works. Did you, uh, on your second shot, did you include the minus 5 when you had the 19? No. So you can undo 8 points of damage? Okay. I'm pretty sure that was the 5, wink. Sounds, sounds good this. I'm rolling for my bird to get free, and that is... God, all of these dice are going in the trash. Uh... Ooh, a 13 I don't think does it, right? We said that's not... Oh, it good. doesn't. Poor Sphinx. Yeah, no, it's not doing great. Um, can I make, it, make, make an attempt to do the same thing on that turn? That feels... You can. Yeah, you can do another athletics check. And there's no penalty on it because it doesn't have the attack trait. Okay. Um, try, try again. That's a one. I all of that just done here. I think with a one, it uh, it kind of nestles deeper into the ant. It kills my bird. <laughs> Sphinx embraces death. It's 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 at home. <laughs> Sphinx. <laughs> Uh, too old for this, huh? Uh Yeah, that's my turn. <laughs> okay. Well, that does bring us back to the ants. Uh, how long... Can you remind me how long the Dazzled is for? Is that just for the one round? Because of the support action? I know there's Persistent Bleed, and that's sticking around. But the Dazzled... I think the Dazzled is as long as it's bleeding. Yes, yeah, correct. Like it's bleeding like around the eye area that what Sam said. Go ahead. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, did the flat check. Flat check taken. Uh, you can definitely act for this first action. I'll just do the flat check for the other two actions so I can breeze along. Ooh, fails for the third action. So he'll, he'll only get two actions this turn. And striking out with this, this agile stinger at Old Sphinxeroo. Uh, that is a 22. And because Sphinx is grabbed, it is, uh, his AC is reduced by two. So he's flat-footed. Uh, that will make it a 20, uh, 21. Their AC is, so a 22 will hit. Okay. Oh, almost rolled a DC tw- uh, a D26 instead of a D6. Like, that would have been wrong. Just want to use my bird for more than one fight. Hey, well, uh, eight points of damage from okay. the first stinger, and uh, we'll need a, another fortitude save. Fort saving. Which I mean, critically succeeded last time, so probably fine. Um, fort save to twenty-one for the fort save, and then let me. You said. Eight points? Uh, yes, and past that fort. So good there. And then 
coming in with the second stinger. Uh, nope, does not succeed. So that will end that ant's turn, bringing us to the ant hugging a pseudo dragon. Love the fan art coming in for this one. Shiroshin's gra uh, AC minus two is what number? Uh, 20. Okay, miss on that. Miss and miss. This stinger is flying and trying, but just can't can't do it. And I do need to roll the flat check to to not bleed for that first ant, and then you would get to do some hot d two d four there, Sphinx. Oh nope, not one. Still bleeding. Oof. All right, hot two d four action. Uh, that's a three and a two. Five bleeds. Hey, the five's back that we lost. So it's kind of a wash there. Uh, like, this ant needs to wash its eyes, am I right? Uh, and then yeah. the uh, bottommost ant. Oh, boy. It is going to still try and avenge its lost love with on old Hiram. Just going with the stinger this time. Uh, ooh. I think I might have got you at the 26. You do. All right, man. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, as I've seen in the chat, Stingaling. Let's do not a d20 worth of damage. Good, good mercy. This is going to be a fun one to edit. Six points of piercing uh, plus a fort save required. Oh, Hiram, I'm sure your champion saves are just terrible. We'll assume you failed. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we should probably just do that. Um, all right. Let's see. Old fort save. That's a five for a 17. Oh, that actually is a fail. Magnificent. <laughs> uh, so that would bring you to stage one. And we'll pause for edit. So you gain the effects for the first stage immediately upon failing the save, which is going to be some poison damage, and you're also going to be enfeebled one. Uh, that is seven points of stinger poison. Excellent. Seven points of stinger poison. Wow. Alrighty. That's a lot of damage. Yeah, that was a, that was a high, high, almost max poison damage. You can just wonder endlessly about what that die size is. Uh, those D9s, am I right? Uh, let's roll for more attacks, if we don't mind. Uh, oh, I think I missed you on that one. 22. 22 does miss, indeed. Okay. And comical miss with a five total on that last one will end this ant's turn and surely its life. Bandrum, the masked wonder, you're up, sir. Bandrum is going to, once again, brandishing his pistol, he's going to say, All of you, I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. I got to make you understand. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around and desert you. Hero point. Yeah, um, I'm not proud of that. And... <laughs> Um, that is a um, inspire courage once again 
and then he's gonna aim his gun at the ant that is holding Sphinx. Uh, carefully line up the barrel and then throw a telekinetic projectile just like a rock from the ground at the ant. Uh, so that is... That's only a 17 to hit. Oh, so close. I'm going to hero point that. Go for it. You can use that Rickroll hero point. <laughs> uh, 19 on the die. So that is 31. Yeah, that went from a miss to a crit. Great use of a hero point. <laughs> nice. So um, I roll the dice and double it. Indeed. Or roll double the dice. Uh, roll and double. All right. So with my 3d6, that is 8 plus 5 is 13. So 26 total damage from the psychically thrown rock. I really, really smooshed that ant. You said how much? It's uh, 13, but doubled. Wow. Yeah. You just kicked that ant's Rick Astley, and <laughs> it is very, very dead. There's a T in there. Imagine if it was just a really big rock or if it was a little one and it was like uh, like gravity. Uh, George Clooney <laughs> just going through it. <laughs> Accelerated through the skull of that ant. And he's going to blow the non-existent smoke off of his barrel and say, This time, it's personal. <laughs> oh, fan favorite. And I'm fan room, by far. <laughs> uh, and I, I need to state that I, a new 2E GM, should have had to spend an action to maintain the grab and did not. So Shiroshin is not grabbed anymore because I missed all three attacks. So you're grabbed until the end of the creature's next turn. Oh, so since you used all three actions to yeah. attack. Yeah. It's awesome. like you automatically grab until the end of the next turn. And then you can prolong that by using the grab action again. But I didn't do that because I just kept missing instead. So this ant is at least as as unfamiliar with its own mechanical rules as I am. Boom. That will <laughs> this. I'm so sorry for like everyone listening to this. We'll edit this out too. But uh, <laughs> like Sam set such a high bar being an entertaining podcast GM. And uh, it's big shoes to fill. Seeing that rock just destroy this ant, maybe that invigorates Hiram as it's his turn. Uh, invigorated but enfeebled. He's going to take three iterative attacks, or at least his first attack. Let's not say where they're all going to go. But his first attack against the ant widow. All right, that is a 22. And that is a hit. All right, excellent. 2d8. Plus three, because I am enfeebled. That is only 15 points of damage. Well, it only had 14 left from the damage you'd done to it previously. And despite your your poisoned nature, you have slaughtered a second ant. And then, um... <laughs> so, that means he is going to direct his remaining attacks at the ant that is no longer grappling the pseudo-dragon... Two. That is, is another 22 with a 14 off the die. A 22 is another hit. This one is only 11 points of damage, though. Ah. 11 points. It is still up. All right. He is going to make one last attempt with his 
third attack at a plus three. That is only a 13. Alas, not quite. Why don't we, though, roll another fortitude save? See how see how Hiram's feeling with this poison. How is he feeling indeed? Oh, wow. This is great. Mm. This is super good. <laughs> so that's a, that for everyone at home, that's a nat one for a 13. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rolling a nat one would bring that fail down to a critical fail. Uh, which will progress you two stages to stage three. That that sounds bad. Very cool. I'm really glad I don't need strength for this character at all. Excellent. So only five points of damage, but you are now enfeebled three. Very good. All right, and that's Hiram's turn. Okay. Majuli, it is you facing this ant that looks like it's on its last clicky-clack. So for her first action, she will command uh, Shirosen to come back away from it. And then with her last two actions, she is going to cast... You know what? Let's just hit it with an electric arc. Uh, Give me a... uh, I believe it is reflex. Yep, give me a reflex save as she extends her hand and shoots a bolt of lightning at it. Okay, let's see if eight legs is like nine lives. Uh, 17? I think that's going to fail, huh? DC 21, so that is a fail. That is uh, 3d4 plus 4 electricity damage. Let me grab my d4s. The 4, a 3, and a 2. So 9 plus 4 is 13 points of electricity. Majuli, you have avenged the indignities done to your familiar as the scent and delightful aroma of crispy ant flesh fills this dim cavern. We are out of initiative. They won't be marching anywhere anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) You really showed those ants. Yeah, make a a fortitude safe there, Hiram. Ow! Will do. (laughs) I should have kept us in turn order for this, but a nine for a 21. Okay, so that passes. That bumps you up. You you recover to stage two. Oh, excellent. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Love the affliction track in 2E. Uh, so you take six points of damage and are enfeebled two. And then let's get one last fortitude save. All right, just one second here. Wow, I am really down from this already wow uh all right that is a 12 for a 24 okay that will be a success as this poison takes its leave of you it uh gives you a parting gift of three damage (laughs) wow i'm at 46 of 73 that is that is something all right take some time to heal yep um, so, yeah, Hiram's going to use a lay on hands for himself, healing six back. I was going to say Tulu from the shadows is like, Sphinx, get in there. Um, and just sort of wedges, uh, wedges <laughs> itself right in between as you're getting ready to do a lay on hands. Like, ah, let me get some of that. That doesn't actually happen. Um, I can do a 
Bandrum can sing a little song and uh, give somebody 24 HP. Yeah, uh, Sphinx is down 30. Alright, yeah, I will do the Hymn of Healing focus spell on Sphinx, which is fast healing 6 for 4 rounds, so basically 24 HP. I will take all your bird healing. I need to healing my own self. I can also uh, heal 1d8 plus 8 up to 4 times with my heal spell. Excellent. Then lay on hands, are you a, is Hiram a 5th level champion, champion all the way down? Yes, he is. So, is that, I'm unclear about what heightening is, or like, because it's telling me that I can restore 18 hit points, but I'm just unclear about why. Yeah. I just. It it should auto-heighten your your focus spell. Yeah, your focus spells and any innate spells all auto-heighten. To half your level. But that's still just for one focus point, I get 18 back. Yeah. Okay, cool. Perfect. Yeah, pretty great. 64. Yeah, I was about to, I was looking at that and I was just like, that would be super whack to just be able to heal 18 with my three focus points at level five. All right, that's a little bit better. Um, I, so I am, am I still enfeebled one or is it gone now? It just lasted for a round. Okay. Good. Cool, cool. So I guess I am going to try to heal myself using my medicine well i can heal you before you try a medicine check i got a zillion level one spell slots yeah that's fine i mean i have a really high medicine check but yeah please do yeah sorry for using all your healing on my bird actually if i do mine with a uh let me see if i do heal with a three action i think it Targets all, yeah, it acts as a burst healing. So anybody that's still got any injury that's within 30 feet of me will get it if I use three actions. Well, I think um, with that one, you have to roll. But if you do the the two action, you just get like max on the die, right? Uh, Yeah, uh, two action increase the hit points. No, two action is increase the hit points restored by eight. So you just add an extra eight to it. So I'm only down nine for context. Um, yeah. So I was going to say, if the bird is still injured, my dragon is actually still a little hurt. I, I'll just do it as a burst. I'll do the three action. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I don't think I need to heighten it to do an extra D8 because nobody's that far down, right? Or is the bird still that far down? <laughs> uh, only down six, I think, right? Okay. Yeah. So this will do a minimum of nine points. So. All right. Very cool. Uh, that's a two on the die. So that is ten points of healing to everybody within thirty feet of her, which gets my dragon back up to full two. And the ants rise. Do we want to take like? Do we want to take ten minutes to like refocus while we're doing this? Anybody else spend some focus points? I'm just. Rubbing my hands, talking about focus points. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent a focus point for that heal, so Banrom will spend uh, 10 minutes just like doing a superhero pose, um, completely oblivious to the world as he just stands there with his chest buffed out and his hands on his hips. Hieronymus, uh, uh, 
you know, of the clergy of Kate and Kyleen, um, engages in, in one of the more holy hymns for his 10 minutes. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99 bottles of beer. You take one down, you pass it around, and, and 98 bottles of beer remain for 10 more minutes. And he's got his focus point back. I mean, you've got a drink between every number, so it makes sense that it would take 10 minutes. It's true. He's, he's poisoned eight. I don't know if that even... <laughs> oh. I like that he's, it sounds like he's reflecting on an old pastime. Here's what you do. You got to take one down. You got to pass it around. And then, you know, you'll, there'll be 98 bottles left. The wisdom. While everybody's uh, doing their uh, regaining their focus, uh, Majuli's going to cast mage armor on herself since clearly there's enemies here. <laughs> Which fun fact in 2E lasts until you reprepare your spells. Nice. That's great. Rather than like a certain number of hours. Yeah. Uh, is it too late to percept anything else? Since we've, we seem to have found the majority of the danger, but also I've said that before. Not it's never too late to percept. <laughs> Unless, I mean, sometimes it's too late. But, I mean, not forever. Do a quick just percept and see if there's anything else like waiting for us as we perhaps approach this little pond guy. Okay, well, that's not a real roll. That is better. Uh, 21 Percept. Does that dig anything up? Uh, without a shovel, you take a penalty on Dig Percept. Yeah. Uh, no, you, you don't see anything new or, or previously undiscovered. You just see that statue of one of... With the recall knowledge, Hiram at least would have recognized the statue as one of the two forms you might see Gozera represented in. And that's it. Just this cool kind of leaf-shaped pool and a statue. Right. And we've deduced that this is a... It prefers living things, so we should not put these dead ants right on in the pool. Unless they're undead? No, not undead. Probably not. I mean, we haven't really deduced... I mean, yeah, no, we, we have deduced that it hates the undead, but right. I don't know if that necessarily equates to, like, loving live ants yeah. being drowned in its pool. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing life. Well, <laughs> um, what if we try simply climbing into the pool? That is something that someone could do. Could be done. Bandrum jumps in the pool without warning. Man, what a loose cannon. What a free spirit. Wild card. He's only six <laughs> years old. Yeah, you uh, you jump into the water and uh, Bannerm is now wet. Is that wet one or wet two, Jeff? What? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was making terrible status jokes about <laughs> if he's wet two. Or... I have determined that jumping in the pool does not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried saying you're an offering out loud. <laughs> we offer this child who's roughly shaped like a man. This Benjamin Bannerum. The curious case he is. <laughs> maybe maybe the ants have something to do with it. Uh, should we? No, we've already said we shouldn't dump one of the ants in the water. Uh, we can loot the ants. So we see nothing else in the room besides three ant corpses and then this one con like contiguous pool that almost looks like two 
that's it and this and this statue okay that's it yeah i mean you could see kind of the what looks like ants where they had tunneled off to the west but the passages there if you could even call them that are much too small for to be of any value here i'll Make an offering to go through a prepare to feel the storm's wrath. Can I just dip a finger, I guess a paw, in the other end of the pool? By all means. Just so carefully, I would like to just, my most careful paw dip. You do a really careful dip and your paw is also wet. And and you hate it because you hate water. I hate, I hate this. You're shaking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, make a will save or run in, t- in terror of the water. I'm kidding. May Julie will pull out one of her three remaining silver pieces after buying her class gear and just flick it into the uh, leaf-shaped part of the pool and see what happens. Yeah, you flick your silver piece into the pool and... As it lands, you hear a booming voice from the statue, and it says, Those who seek the blessing of the wind and the waves must face the storm's fury. And as the voice fades, the water from the pool explodes, blasting the chamber with brackish filth, and it reveals... A towering creature made from the purest azure water, like a living tidal wave. The creature surges forward to attack, and we are going to roll again for initiative. That's that's like a wave with hands. It is like a wave wave with hands. (laughs) Oh, water bear. That's adorable. Is a beard? Who could say? <laughs> Looks like he's got like an angry old man face on that first wave break. A wave to the wave. Ah, oh, you did it. You solved the wave puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> is this just regular initiative? It is just regular perception initiative. Meaning we roll with perception for initiative? You do, you do. So, uh... Great, okay. What did, uh, what did Majuli get? She is going to get with a plus eight and a 15 on the die. That would be a 23. Excellent. What about old Hiram? And less for a 13. <laughs> he shouts against the fourth wall defiantly. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Ban the Man? You're not catching me by surprise again. 22. Ooh. I like how in it everyone is. It's making it for me. Uh, Tolu. Well, now feeling immense pressure pressure to perform, and now I can't say words. So 21, 21, the 21. Uh, And the waterman. I know what you're all thinking. (gasps) A waterman. And it is. It gets a juicy 31 on initiative. I believe I said it wasn't taking me by surprise, so... I know. Just bump that down by 10. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, alas, it did catch you by surprise. And... It is going to... 
roll a d4. It pulls out this aquatic, nebulous, pyramid-shaped device uh, as a free action, rolls it, and gets a two. Everyone's in luck uh, as Hiram gets targeted. (laughs) The least... The least hittable of the of the yeah. party, minus perhaps yeah, a bird. That, uh, not a critical, but it does hit. For uh, sure. But not that bird. The other bird. Uh, this creature will. Uh, it's within range to send this wave of water <laughs> right. out Excellent. at old Hiram. Uh, I'm gonna hit you with a 31. So that hits you for some uh, some wet bludge, 16 points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> oh, that wet, wet bludge. Yeah, and it actually uh, pulls you closer with the wave, uh, five feet right up, like it basically stepping into the pool. And will then attack you again. 29. Definitely hits. Uh, and that is 17 points of damage. All right. And pushes you back just because it's a cool ability. <laughs> and it's a, it's a power move. Last time. Wow. This guy doesn't enjoy you. 24. Yep, that hits. Oh, I guess, no, hold on. I'm going to use my raise uh, shield action to be a 25 so it doesn't hit. Yeah, buddy, I'm at like half my hit points already. So <laughs> that is a that is a soggy state of affairs. But you've seen this large creature just blast you blast the poor the poor drunkard twice but miss the third time and now Majuli is up okay uh is Hyrum's rapier magical I mean it has like a striking rune in it but I mean are you asking does it have a potency rune too no uh no uh I was wondering I have a uh one of my spells I can use is magic weapon but it makes it plus one and gives it striking yeah that that wouldn't be that wouldn't make sense for me I appreciate it though I could also cast sanctuary on you to make it harder for it to attack you because it really seems to not like you <laughs> uh, do you think you need to be healed I'm good just focus on the water. Okay. All right. I'll just focus on killing this thing then. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? Ah, oh, little creatures in a 60-foot line. That dumb bird. Uh, <laughs> uh, that wouldn't be useful. Uh, I'm trying to think what might damage it. You know what? It's probably not super happy with electricity. Uh, so I'm just going to cast Electric Arc because I can cast it as many times as I want. So the giant water creature needs to make a DC 21 reflex save. Okay. Squeaked by with a 23 for half damage. So that would be seven points of electricity damage. Yeah, it seems like that all goes through. 
Yeah. Does it seem like it's doing more damage than expected or just that it's not being blocked by anything? If you had to, with your expert spellcasting prowess, gauge the effectiveness, you would say that it's it looks like it took about seven points, not any extra. <laughs> okay. Um, then for her final action, she is just going to cast shield. Okay. And that's her turn. First, water blood has been dealt. <laughs> and Banram, you were caught a little by surprise. Are you just full of rage now, mechanically? He said he wasn't, though. He's so mad. He says, I'll deliver all, then promise you calm seas, auspicious gales, and sails so expeditious that shall catch your royal fleet far off. Be free and fare thou well. And that is a inspire courage but this time i'm gonna do a lingering performance that is a 31 on the perform check um versus i think a normal dc i'm not sure how that yeah uh the dc by level for five is only 20 so you critically succeed all right so that lasts four rounds of inspire courage awesome nice work maestro and then I think he's gonna just take a little steppy doodle to the... I guess he's gonna actually head down south a little bit just to get a little space between him and the creature. And then he's gonna do a little gun gauntlet on the thing. So for a performance check, that is a 23 to um, freak it out with his mad pretend shooting skills whoa versus will dc that is a success all right so it gets a minus one to attack anyone but banrum and that's the end of my turn okay excellent excellent you've inspired your allies and tolu is up right i feel inspired um as does my bird i'm sure um I'm going to start. Action one, do the another um, uh, hunt prey um, and designate the waterman um, as, as my hunt prey. Action one. Um, action two, say, fly away, bird. You're in the way. Um, and just, just ask, ask Sphinx to, to head on out of the way, which I will resolve in just a second. Action three, I would like to... I feel like I had an idea and now I've forgotten it, so I'm just going to try and shoot at the water. Um... Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shoot at the water. Uh, that is a 23. You hit the water. Excellent. Um, and because I have uh, hunted this shot, again, I get that extra 1d8 on my first time striking. So here's a d8. Actually, let's just go roll, roll these both at the same time. Um, oh, nice. That is an 8 plus 1 for 9. And then an extra D8 is a five. Wow. Uh, so those two things together is like a 14. It's exactly like a 14, yeah. <laughs> and as as uh, Tolu pulls back to release this arrow and yells to their uh, bird companion, Sphinx, get out of the way. Um, Sphinx will do so using their uh, flyby attack. 
to uh, get the heck on out of there, but also they can make a talent strike at any point along the way. They will choose to do so, you know, around the the, the wet area there. Um, and they'll move like, uh, I'll just like stand, uh, what, t- diagonal up left from Banram, or they will, the bird, my bird. Um, but also as they're going, they'll make a talent strike. Let's see how that goes. Uh, that is a, goodness, 37? Yeah, right? Yes, no? What? 15 plus 17, 27? That can't 32. be right. 32, okay, great. Uh, that is a critical Talon flyby attack. Great, that is, uh, oh, some more D4 than I have. We're gonna roll that in here. Hang, wait for it, wait for it. Just any second now. Here we go. It's really, here we coming up. All right. Um, oh, nice. It was a good, good little talon attack from the bird. That is uh, 16 points of uh, talon damage. Wow. Oh, and then the bird is also gone. It will not be swept up again. That bird is pretty talented. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. If I gave a hero point out for every pun, you'd be rolling twice on everything. Uh, and you should have token movement access on all Sphinx. Oh, great. Perf. And I will slide her, I think, out of the way. Right on over here. Uh, and that's my turn. That was quite the turn from the ranger. Well, Hiram, you're looking a little worse for wear. You're up. Yes, sir. So Hiram's uh, just going to stride on up and make two attacks. Uh, that is a 31 to hit. Ooh, almost a crit, but definitely a hit. Excellent. All right, so that is 14 points of damage with the first attack. And then with his second attack, there's a nine on the die for a 20. Dirty. Doesn't quite connect with this roiling waterfall-like creature. That's the end of his turn. Okay, that brings us to this creature who is somehow mechanically convinced based off the the gunplay of Banrim that attacking anybody else will be just a little more difficult but you also get the suspicion that it prefers staying in the water and you are just infuriatingly out of reach however not out of reach is the the catman who did a number on it, uh, an, a, a number that it's it's since been overridden by another number, but there is some damage. And despite the penalties, it will attempt to blast you with some more of that wet bludge. But roll just a just an atrocious seventeen total. With all the prowess of a cat not falling in a bath, Tolu dodges the wet bludge. Uh, ooh, 24 on the second attempt. Uh, does not dodge that bludge. That bludge is so wet. There will be bludge. And that will be some damage of a numerical value. We will call 14. And we'll pull you closer five feet because it can. 
And for its last, last wave attack, attempt, with words, it will miss feebly with a 12 total. Uh, Cholu hisses. Oh, it's awful. That was all three actions for this as yet unidentified water-based creature, which will then bring us to Majuli. Okay. Uh, Majuli is going to begin casting a spell. Uh, You see her switch from her regular crouch into this uh, slightly different position like she kind of slides one of her legs back bends at the knee with the other one and puts her hands down by her right hip and you see this like ball of electricity and force energy starting to form and that's her turn and we get the impression that 17 episodes later perhaps Majulia will unleash something Bandrum's up. Alright, um, how about a recall knowledge check on the wet bludger? Yeah, go ahead and do just that. It would be uh, either arcana or nature, uh, but you have that sweet, sweet bardic lore too. Yeah, let me just see if I have anything better. Nope, it's gonna have to be the bardic lore. Natural 20. Whoa. 428. Yeah, okay. Wasted. <laughs> I mean, you say wasted. I say you could tell that uh, this thing, which is in fact an elite living waterfall, is uh, immune to some things like bleed, paralyzed, poison, and sleep. Uh, but other than that, the only thing it's resistant to at all is fire. No weaknesses? No weaknesses. Well, that's sad. Weak to sand. Nah, I'm making that up. <laughs> Alright, well. Banram will, of course, let all of his companions know that. And then he's going to fire off a telekinetic projectile. That is... A 31 to hit. Ooh, almost a crit. That definitely hits the living waterfall. Um, that is 15 bludgeoning damage. 15? Wow. Bludgeon back the bludger. Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. Tolu's up. <laughs> oh, doing it. I'm jumping in. <laughs> um question do we have five feet step here step is a move you can step it's one of your actions though okay great um i'm feeling like i should just inch away from this little guy so tolu will start by taking a step back um we're gonna go ahead and use that hunted shot to do a little quick double guy again or try to um so i think we're just gonna roll two d twins and hope they turn out better than the last couple of rolls actually the, the rules before that because the last two were okay um great okay so you said the second one is at a minus five yes unless you have or wait it's uh, unless your flurry edge yeah i don't no no i've I just got the precision precision um okay so that's a 
let's say a 19 and a 9. Unfortunately, both of those arrows don't find purchase. Neither of them hit. Um, all right, so Tolu file, fires two arrows, sees both of them kind of go wide, and says, Sphinx, back to me! Um, and Sphinx is just going to go on, do another one of those little flyby attacks. Uh, zoom right on over here next to Tolu. And let's see if they have a better chance of hitting than we did. Another Talon. That is a regular 30. It's a natural 30. Yeah. 30. Uh, Although I'm suspicious of Sphinx's (laughs) die. uh, That does hit. (laughs) Okay, so now I'm concerned. Do you you not roll a d20 for a bird? No, you said a regular 30. It made me think it's like it's not a dirty 30 you know it's a oh yeah well no it's 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 irregular <laughs> it's but last time i was trying to do complicated math by which i mean incorrect math and this time it's just <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's a 30 but i'm gonna throw it out there anyway. 13 plus 17 def 30 def 30 that's just how math works okay here we go should have pulled out d4 while i was waiting um much better this time. Yeah, no, that'll do. That'll do. 3d4 plus 8. Uh, 18. 18 points of Talon damage. Wow. So that's what you rolled for Sphinx last time on the crit. Did you not double it last time? Oh, shoot. Oh, dear. No, I sure didn't. No, this is... Or is this doubled? I'm trying to... So it should have taken 16 more damage. So... Yeah, that bird is strong. So all of a sudden, instead of taking 18, it's like, whoa, it feels like 34. That is, that's a good bird. Good for you, bird. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. Um, this bird is outstanding. It's only like plus 17, which is wild. Oh my God. Yeah, no, this bird is all around better than my character. I will now be playing bird. Your bird is stronger? Then your paladin? <laughs> you have a higher to hit for sure than I do. <laughs> That's uh, impressive. Yeah, quite the quite the series of talent attacks from from Sphinx really riddled that guy with claws. S- Sphinx's like riddles. Uh, that brings us to Hiram. Um. Sam, are you? Is Banram still doing his thing? Um, he, he it's sustained for four rounds, so this All is right, cool. uh, still round two. All right, I'm gonna attempt to hit it with the ferocity of the bird. That could only help. And uh, no, it's only a twenty. Oh, unfortunately, not enough to strike. Yeah, I cannot keep up with an animal companion as a full martial class here. All right, that's a seventeen for a twenty-six. That will hit. There we go. All right, that is 19 points of uh, piercing damage for reduction. And if it is still up, I will swing at it one more time. He's dead, Jim. Before Majuli's magic gets to go off, between the absurd talent damage and everything else thrown at it. Hiram's sort of making up for the 
the whooping he took in the first round, he manages to kind of cleft this waterfall in twain with a piercing weapon. It's insane uh, how he does it. But Sometimes you gotta stab a waterfall to death. It's true. You certainly don't want to go chasing it. <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we are out of initiative. And as this waterfall falls, you hear another grinding sound as yet another door is revealed. Mm. Right. I'm going to lay on hands again. Because, ow. This is, this is delightful. This is not dangerous at all and, and very fun. Right? Everybody having great time nobody's nobody's getting injured everyone is jazzed totally good time are we taking the 10 minutes yeah i'm gonna take that 10 minutes to patch myself up (laughs) all right i'll do a refocus my bird is kind of hurt i'm okay am i okay yeah i'm fine no idea what the ruling is i'm assuming i just lose the uh spell slot of that spell I was charging up but never actually got to fire. Imagining it's just there's a there's a thunder beam somewhere just waiting to go off. Yeah, can I just keep concentrating on this and <laughs> as we walk into the next room? <laughs> I wish from what I'm seeing, kinda like we were supposing uh Yeah, I think I just lose it. Well it was my first level two one of the day, so yeah. I still got three more level two spells. Yeah, once you start the cast a spell activity, it's yeah, it's consumed. In that case, she's actually going to fire it then. So uh, a giant beam of uh, electricity and force damage fires off 120 feet <laughs> directly in front of her. And then she is glowing, providing a light source for the next one minute, and anybody that gets within one square of her takes radiant damage, so everybody kind of stay away. Nice. Then this feels like a natural, we just opened a door place to call it, and I'll stop my recording. I would like to make an announcement. I enjoy Pathfinder 2. E, second edition. I'm going to buy so many freaking books. The three-action economy is the best decision Paizo ever made on anything, including the decision to create Pathfinder. <laughs> I am shocked. And we should all be doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. It makes everyone get to feel like a strategist. <laughs> I was like, I am so good at moving right now. You don't even, I'm going to turn myself off. That's embarrassing. Uh, okay, so we should stop the recording then probably. Yeah, you know what? We're all going to bed. Pot Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine, LLC. All rights reserved. Pathfinder, Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and the Sundered Waves One-Shot Adventure are property of Paizo Incorporated and are used under Paizo's community use policy. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. To the show notes for additional music and licensing information. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Right, so maybe this time I'll poke my head through and just make sure that we're not going to get attacked by ants. I've again traveled to a new part of London, but it's fine. England, I'm sorry. That's not a country. It's a city. But this is also not a country. Cause we're... Just cut all that out. Oh no. Oh no. I deleted deleted Barnum, which is fine because I accidentally typed it in as Barnum, so I'll put it back in correctly. You said a 22? 
we'll edit that out. It's not even a good blooper. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's half or if it's nothing because it's a it's just a heightened cantrip. Uh, oh no, it is it is still half. Yep, it is still half. Yeah. If it's a basic save, then it's half damage. Yes, indeed. Okay, I'm used to one e where saving on a cantrip means it just does nothing but make a fart sound. Then we find Tolu back at the top of this right now turn. It's it's theirs. <laughs>